This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. In the next 19 seconds, you could sell your home. Okay, it's, I mean, it's not going to sell your home, I mean, this, but it, you're going to take a big step toward getting it sold. Go to realestateagentsitrust.com and find an agent selected by my team, a professional who shares your values and speaks the truth. Sell your home fast and for the most money. Get moving at realestateagentsitrust.com. You're listening to The Jeff Fisher Show. The experiment was a success. Begin Life Force Reboot Program now. Stand clear. Life signs stable. It's alive. Set it loose. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. You must hold the guardrails firmly at all times. Hi! Welcome to it. How in the world are you? I would, uh, I would, I would like to hear from you, actually, today. Uh, 888-900-3393. Most Saturdays, no. I, you know, doesn't matter. But today, you know, let me know how the last two weeks have been for you. Because I took a sigh of relief. I took a sigh of relief, uh, on Thursday night. <sighs> That it was over. The convention weeks were over. And we'll get into a little bit of the convention talk. I've got coverage, I've got stories, stuff that happened outside of the convention outside of the convention hall, which uh were agonizing, uh completely agonizing. Uh you heard a little bit from uh Michael Pelka, uh the previous show. Uh talk a little bit about uh uh Revcom and their their gatherings and the Code Pinkers and the Black Lives Matters. I've got some audio from this Black Lives Matter group that uh, is absolutely. I mean, it's just it isn't it isn't shocking anymore. It's just like wow, this is this is where we're at, and it's not shocking anymore because we've heard it. We've heard it uh, all around the country. And it doesn't bother anyone. It's like, eh, well, yeah. But to be turned around is absolutely amazing. Now, that having been said, um, normally I like to say hello to you in my voice, the human voice. Hi. Today, all I can think about is how now the orangutans are speaking. Uh. Rock, Rocky the orangutan, who you just heard there, said hello. Oh, he actually said hi. Um, hi, Rocky. Uh. Man, that is that is absolutely unbelievable. Uh. Oh no, oh no! I think that was bye. I haven't quite uh, haven't quite focused on the uh, <clears throat> conversational pieces from Rocky, the eight year old primate, that uh, has astounded scientists by copying words and sounds and then reproducing them in a conversational context. Uh, he's learnt 
to talk like a human, according to this story. Um, let's hear Rocky say hi. Uh, and bye. Uh, Now there's a 52 second. There's plenty of video out there, and the, you know the the researchers are talking. And this this particular uh, 52 second piece of video of Rocky, uh, you're going to hear the conversation between him and the the scientist and the the zookeeper. Uh, it's 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 amazing. Um, but let's just hear that, and you'll you'll be absolutely amazed. Ah. Uh. Uh. I mean, oh. very good. Uh. Uh. Very good. Uh. Uh. Oh my god. able to learn new sounds as you could hear uh there and control the action of his voice in a way that humans do when they conduct a conversation i mean you could you could hear it there it's uh amazing i think that the primates are like that are speaking um hi rocky uh-huh. Now, Rocky, can you say bye? Absolutely astounding. Absolutely astounding. Come on now. Stop it. There's plenty of animals that can mimic. And there's plenty of birds that can speak. I don't I mean I don't I don't see the mimicking here as a conversation, Doc. I mean, perhaps we're looking for more grant money, uh, plenty more study money to study orangutans, so you can sit in your in the in the cages and say your sound and have Rocky make this sound for high. And you, oh my gosh, he's speaking! I need more money. Listen, here he is saying bye. Oh my gosh, conversation, amazing. Amazing. Rocky the orangutan, the giant ape who has learned to talk like a human. Hi. Uh. Okay, bye. Stop it. Uh. No, you stop it. You stop it. 
I mean, I get maybe that the doc comes in and in the morning and says, hi, Rocky. Hi. I get uh, she comes in. I get she comes in and says, hi, Rocky. How you doing? And Rocky goes, uh, and that's his high in the morning. Okay. I got it. And then, okay, Rocky, I've got to go take care of a few other things. Bye. Uh, and, you know, that's conversation for the orangutan. I got it. Uh, you know, dogs come when you call them, too. That don't mean you're holding a conversation with them. Okay? Birds. The yellow-naped parrot will sing songs and say words and talk back to you. You don't really have a conversation. I mean, I, I've had a yellow-naped parrot used to sing uh, Swanee River. Way. And you just start, and he would sing, Swanee. I mean, that's kind of Rocky in the morning. Hi, Rocky. Uh. Ooh, that almost sounded like bye. What's bye? Uh. See, I knew, uh. I'm getting, oh, that's bye. That's right. Right, 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 right. So this is bye. Uh. Right. And high is the higher pitch one. Hi. Uh. Bye. Uh, no, that's high. That's your bye. Uh, yeah, that's bye. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, so the the doc or whoever she is comes in and says, and says hi, and Rocky hi. responds. Uh, okay, and then she says bye. Uh, Good. Now, in the video, uh, after the conversation, uh, Rocky gets fed. So it's kind of like, uh, hey, if I make this sound, uh, I get something to eat. If I make this sound, uh. I get something else to eat. So, hi. Uh. Bye. Uh. Although the doc isn't even saying hi and bye. The doc is just saying And Rocky is, and Rocky isn't really coming that close to mimicking her sound. Uh, uh, he's just reacting to her. Uh, uh. I can't take it. But it's okay. It's all right, Rocky. Um, say goodbye. This is The Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Thanks for listening to the show. You know, if you're in the market for a new mattress, Casper.com slash Fisher should be the next website you visit. 
Casper has created an obsessively engineered mattress at a shockingly fair price. It's one perfect mattress that's sold directly to you, eliminating the need to endure one of those commissioned salesman mattress stores with inflated prices. Casper is shipped for free to your door, delivered in a sleek, how did it fit in their box? You just let it unfold, and there you have it. One of the most supportive sleep surfaces ever designed, hassle-free. Casper is made in America and is now the most awarded mattress of the decade. Time Magazine named it one of the best inventions of 2015. Breathable latex and memory foams are combined for just the right sink and just the right bounce. Try Casper for 100 nights risk-free. If you don't love it, they'll pick it up and refund you everything. Right now, get $50 toward any mattress purchase by visiting casper.com slash Fisher. Casper.com, promo code Fisher. Terms and conditions apply. Casper.com slash Fisher. Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Hello. Uh, 888-900-3393 is the phone number. Of course, Rocky, a little uh, co-host with me today uh, in our in our conversations during uh, during the broadcast. So if I, you know, if I have an opportunity to say hello, uh, Rocky will say hi as well uh, as we're having a conversation with Rocky today on the broadcast one eight 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 nine zero zero thirty three ninety three is the phone number um joel in illinois uh joins us hello joel uh, hi jeff how are you fine thank you how's it going hey my grandfather has a roofing company and he has a dog that goes with him and the dog can speak and the dog knows what he's talking about he can I, ask him what's on top of the house there that we're getting ready to fix and the dog says roof Thank you. Be here all week. Yes, but can he say? Can he say hi? Uh, no, he can tell you how the shingles feel. Because if you ask him how the shingles feel, he'll tell you rough. Did you show? Did Did you call to do your do your stand up act? Or no, I'm just telling you that <laughs> animals can speak. Have a great Thank day, you. Jeff. You're awesome. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Joel thinks he's funny. These little dog jokes, but I'm. This is this is serious business. Okay, orangutans are having conversations. Hello. Uh-huh. So, you take your little little dog jokes down the road, Joel. Okay, because we're this is serious. This is science. Science. Okay, and that's why I have Rocky helping me today. So when I say hi. Uh-huh. He says he says hi back. Okay, I want him part of the conversation today. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Okay. Day two of the convention was my day. Those of you that listen to the radio broadcast that I am a part of uh, Monday through Friday, you know that Glenn Beck program. Uh, we had a draft, and I. W- got stuck with day two of the DNC uh, convention. And the, the bad thing is we all kind of still watched uh, partials of the other days. But uh, when it was your day, you had to watch the whole thing. And I was stuck with day two. And it was 
pretty agonizing, actually. But I have paid. I've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen pages of notes. Maybe fourteen pages of notes for a recap, and we got to about maybe half a page because you can't take too much. And we can go over that. Uh, Bill spoke that night. Uh, we had Hillary speak on Thursday night. Uh, wow. Wow. The overall picture of the convention, of the Democratic National Convention, was, I mean, it looked good. It looked good. That's kind of the magician. Hey, look at this hand, and this hand will be stealing from you. Uh, that's kind of what the DNC was doing the entire week. Um, and there were some some moments of agonization. Let Michael Pelka use that for the word of his week. Okay. Agonization. It's a word from Jeff Fisher. Uh, on that day, Tuesday, day two of the Democratic National Convention, inside uh, the convention hall, we had the uh, mothers of the movement and a you know, a huge video of them with Hillary, and it was kind of Hillary's idea, at least according to the video, that they go out and talk and make their self-aware and make other people aware of their situation. And that's what they've been doing. Uh, one mother uh, on stage told us how her son was shot and killed over just playing loud music. Well, what she fails to tell you is that he was shot and killed over loud music because he got into an argument with another white guy at a convenience store in a parking lot. Got shot and killed. The white guy got 90 years in jail. So the system worked. And I'm very sorry that her son got shot and killed. I, I, I truly am. I mean, that's absolutely insane that you would get shot and killed over playing music too loud. But the system worked. Okay? When the mothers of the movement came out, they were shouting, uh, the audience uh, chanted, Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter. Outside of the convention hall, that very day, there was a movement uh, gathering, a protest gathering from Black Lives Matter group outside of the convention hall on Tuesday. This is what it sounded like. White media, get to the back. Black media, come to the front. White media, excuse me, you. Excuse me, sir. Somebody needs to tell this person to get to the back. Get to the back, or you will be out from this part. You are not afraid to put people out. You are not afraid to put people out. White people to the back, black people to the front. That includes media. Wow. Wow. I need all white people to move to the back. There are several different pieces of 
footage from this protest gathering. Um, one of the clips shows that particular lady saying, uh, "Back, uh, move back and make room for the black and brown brothers and sisters. It was a Black Lives Matter event. Now, they were crusading against Hillary, uh, no doubt about that. I mean, they were saying that she hasn't done enough. And uh, they were carrying signs, Hillary, delete yourself. I don't know if they knew what was on the sign. You heard Opelka talking about the code pinkers holding up signs. They didn't even know what the sign was. That's how strong That's how strong you believe in. When you believe in a movement and you're holding up signs and protesting and you don't know what they say, that's when you know you believe in a movement. Stop it. Okay? Well, this is the kind of protester we've created here in the United States. I'm going to carry up a sign because I'm mad and I believe in this movement. What's the sign say? I don't know. I don't know. But it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because I need all the white people to move to the back. I've got more. I've got more on the broadcast. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. And, uh, you know, we may hear from the Black Lives Matter movement again. They had a big uh, showing in Dallas again last night. And uh, everything seemed to happen peacefully. This is the Jeff Fisher Show. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. The Jeff Fisher Show. It is 888-900-3393. Thank you so much for coming along for the ride today. I appreciate it. We've got uh, so much uh, to get to today. We, we've, uh, throughout the day, we'll be hearing from, uh, from Rocky the orangutan. Uh. He'll be, you'll hear him say hello to you, uh, from time to time. Uh, so when you hear this, uh you'll know that Rocky says hi to you, okay? Just know that he's here. He's sitting in with me today, um, co-hosting the show. And those of you that want to, you know, chime in with your little ha-ha-ha, co-host never sounded better, let him do the show. I got it, okay? I got it. (laughs) Okay, now. We could go through some of my notes of the second day and third day and the fourth day of the Democratic Convention, or we could just say to ourselves, it's over. And we could take the pages of recap from the Democratic National Convention and say to ourselves, It's over. So let's take a vote. I vote. Let's see if Rocky does. Rocky, if you think we should just let it go and be rid of the Democratic National Convention, just say hi. Uh. So 
There's your recap of the Democratic National Convention. Now, will someone please tell me how showing your identification is wrong to be able to vote because you have to show your identification for almost everything in life. A federal appeals court yesterday struck down North Carolina's array of voting restrictions enacted in 2013 saying they all disproportionately affected African Americans. The decision came a week after a similar ruling against Texas voter ID law giving civil rights groups major victories leading up to November. Now, The three-judge panel of the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Fourth Circuit, citing the inextricable link between race and politics in North Carolina, lawmakers intentionally imposed the restrictions to make it more difficult for blacks to vote. The new provisions target African Americans with almost surgical precision. This is the three-panel judge, U.S. Court of Appeals, Fourth Circuit. They constitute inept remedies for the problems assertedly justifying them and, in fact, impose cures for problems that did not exist. The North Carolina and Texas laws were enacted following the Supreme Court's ruling in 2013. Now, the Supreme Court's ruling uh, struck down part of the Voting Rights Act that required states with a history of discrimination to get federal permission before changing voting procedures. So while um, Texas had imposed the toughest photo ID rules, North Carolina's law was the most expansive in any nation, according to this article. Now... In addition to identification requirements, they eliminated same-day registration and out-of-precinct voting and reduced early voting. Now, reduced early voting, I get. I mean, how much money can a state spend on early voting to get the percentages they get? Very low percentages, I'm guessing, for as many days as they have early. But, you know, that's up to the states, right? Right. And to show your ID, uh, actually in Texas, um, I, ha- I have voted here in the state of Texas, and uh, you either have to show your identification or your voter ID card. Oh my gosh, how horrible is that? <laughs> I know, I know, bad. Okay. Now, Judge Henry Ford said the legislature's rush to impose limits after getting a green light from the Supreme Court in 2013 looks pretty bad to me. Thanks, Judge. Thank you. Thank you. Now, 17 states have new voting procedures in place for the November election, more than half of which are being challenged in court. Many require voters to show photo identification, such as the Texas law. Others target rules for registering, early voting, and provisional voting, such as North Carolina's law. 
Last month, the full U.S. Court of Appeals for the Fifth Circuit ruled 9-6 to six that Texas's law was not intended to discriminate, but that the effect on minority voters, the law could have left up to 600,000 voters without the proper identification in this fall's elections. Here's an idea. Stop calling 600,000 possible voters stupid and let them be aware of what they have to do to vote. Then they can make the decision whether they need, want to do that process to go and vote. You know, like, get your identification. I don't know, register to vote. Have a mailing address where you can have your voter ID and registration card sent to you. That tells you who your congressmen's are, what districts you're in, who your state representatives are, who your national representatives It's an amazing little card. Amazing little card that has all this little information on it and where you should vote at. It, because of this is because of the address you have provided. I really would like to know how that's just to me. They're just calling people stupid. Now, I agree that we have many more people in this country uh, stupider than they ever were. However, to say that because you make people have a photo ID or a voter registration card to vote, is discriminatory, is absolutely amazing to me. I don't, it doesn't compute. It just, it it doesn't compute. I don't understand it. These same people have to show identification for a plethora of other things in their life. So it makes you wonder why that organizations would want to fight for people to not have to do that. It makes you wonder why the NAACP and many other civil rights groups, along with the U.S. Department of Justice, would fight against these things. Doesn't it? It does. I mean, it makes me wonder a little just makes me wonder a little that's all and i wonder i you know i was i have I, when you move in this country each state says hey when you move to these states you have to get your new id and you have so long to get it and you know you have to do this and that okay well, even if you don't get your state identification, most people have some sort of identification, you know, like from the other states they lived in. So if you lived in, I don't know, Florida, Pennsylvania, New York, New Jersey, Texas, whatever the states are, whatever ID you have, you can still travel Inside the United States of America, 
with that identification. And if someone asked for it, you can say, here is my identification. And you can even say, hey, here's my ID. See, that's my picture on it. I don't live at that address anymore. I live at this address. And you know what happens? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yep, that's right. The idea is accepted. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. Now, that doesn't work if you want to vote. If you want to vote and you show your identification, you know, you should have the identification from that state where you're voting from. You could still go vote in the other state. But if you wanted to vote where you're living, you have to get a different ID or your voter ID card. I find it very difficult in my mind to see how that is discriminatory. It drives me insane. Peggy, you are on the broadcast. Hello. Hi. Hello. I agree with you. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, what is the deal? I don't get it. I, where, the state I live in, uh, you do have to present a valid driver's license in the state. So, Okay. Do, what if you don't have a valid driver's license? Is it just the driver's license or can you do either or? A driver's no, license it's, or well, a driver's license ID. or a, a state-issued ID. What about a voter ID card? Uh, no, you have to have a state-issued ID. Okay. Because I know in Texas uh, you can show your... Uh, identification card or your voter card uh, either or at least that's the way it was the last time I voted no not in I'm in Wisconsin and you have to have a, a valid driver's license or a valid Wisconsin ID and and this is an amazing feat that it actually works right well <laughs> no? it does but there are a lot of protests. Um, this, this state is, it's kind of a lot like New York in a lot of ways. There's two big metropolitan areas that kind of govern policy for the entire rest of the state. Right. And of course, those are big university towns. Um, and unfortunately, university towns are kind of a nemesis. Right. So, um, that is the areas that deeply protest that. Right, I understand, and and I I get it, but that also shows up uh, when uh, when you look at how different areas in each state voted, uh, you see yeah, oh, big big differences uh, inside the state. Absolutely, of yeah. absolutely. There's like so, two counties, maybe three, you know, that are certain color, and all the rest of the state, the rest different color. So it's yeah. right, right. All right, thank you, Peggy. I appreciate it. Um, 888-900-3393 is the phone number if you'd like to participate. I just find it uh, difficult to see how that is uh, discriminatory. But, hey, that's just me on the Blaze Radio Network. Here we go. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network.
The Jeff Fisher Show. Welcome to it. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. Bill in Massachusetts, welcome to it. Hey there. Um, how you doing today? Oh, oh, so good. Thanks for asking. Do you really care or are you just asking? I care. I care. Oh, okay, good. good. Beautiful out. Um, just interesting uh, front page article of the Wall Street Journal. Talks about the growth rate since 2009 to the present. It was at 2.1. Now it's at 1.2. And the other night Obama talked about how it's slow, positive, progressive growth in the economy. And it says it's the worst growth since 49. So, so And they keep readjusting that as that. well. Yeah, they yeah. keep readjusting that as well. Every time, uh, every time I turn around, we hear the job numbers uh, are predicted, and then about a month later, almost to the you know about three weeks later, they reconfigure them to go down uh, lower than what they had told us a month ago. It's unbelievable. It ha- it's happened all the usually, time. You know, before the summer break when students are looking for jobs, which a lot of them are <laughs> taken up by uh, you know people from students from other countries, um, you know, serving in the the uh, service industry, and then, of course, those are part-time or less jobs that are only for a few months. So it's just, yeah. Right. Uh, it's Well, listen, are you, you're trying to tell me that 1.2 or 2.1 to 1.2 is not a slow growth? Is that what you're saying to me, Bill? It's a slow death. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Bill. Like I appreciate the frog, it. Like the frog boiling and the frog's already dead in the water. It's been dead for years. Thanks, and I appreciate it. It is a slow death. You're absolutely right. And hopefully, uh, you know, we won't uh, – many people think that, uh, that whatever, whichever candidate uh, wins this particular election, uh, the country will be doomed either way. Just say a prayer that that doesn't happen. And it isn't true. <clears throat> I mean, I know, right? Rocky is co-hosting the show with me today. and Well, I just want him to say goodbye to you for the – for this hour and then we'll see you next hour. Rocky? This is the Jeff Fisher Show. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Begin Life Force Reboot Program now. Stand clear. Life signs stable. It's alive. Set it loose. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Hello, welcome to it. 1-888-900-3393 is the phone number. How are you? Thank you so much for coming along for the ride today. You can follow me on Twitter at JeffyMRA, Facebook, Jeff Fisher Radio, Instagram at JeffyMRA. Coming up after this broadcast is Chris Salcedo. Then Mike Slater, then Joe Pags. That's a Saturday lineup on the Blaze Radio Network that gives you no excuse other than to stay right here on the Blaze Radio Network. Tomorrow you've got David Barton, Bill Handel, Jackie D. 
little gun talk, little Hollywood 360. Sunday's another perfect day right here on the Blaze Radio Network. In fact, Monday through Friday, <laughs> yeah, Monday through Friday, starting your day off with Doc Thompson and Skip Lacombe, then Glenn Beck, then Buck Sexton, then Jay Severin, then Patton Stew. <laughs> My gosh. I mean, we give and we give and we give. All we ask is that you stay right here on the Blaze Radio Network. Now, we do understand that there are times when other obligations arise and you can't listen. Those are the times that you need to go back and download the particular shows that you missed and listen to them during the evening, you know, when the other live shows aren't on. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't expect you to listen all 24 hours because, uh, we you know, we replay some shows. So while those replays are on, that's when you can listen to the shows that you missed. I mean, I'll give you some time away from the actual live Blaze Radio Network broadcast to listen to the podcast. And I know some of you are saying, hey, You can't tell me what to do, and I can just download the shows whenever I want and listen when I want. Okay, fine. Do that then. You know what? I'm not going to argue with you. I'm just telling you the best way to go about it. But if you feel that (laughs) listening when you want and downloading the shows that you want (laughs) and going to the Blaze.com slash radio and looking at some of the other podcasts that don't even make it to the network air but are there for you to enjoy and have great information. (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) I mean, we're not going to stop you from doing that, okay? We're just not. All right, what did I do with my – hold up. I was reading. I'll talk to you about this a little bit. But during the break – (laughs) During the break, I'm reading another story on the history of primates and how some people think that they're still back in the Stone Age. They've gone back because they're finding uh, tools used by ancient primates uh, to survive. And so we have so many primates in today's world, that don't use tools, and they're saying, "Hey, they're not using tools. They've gone back to the, gone back to the Stone Age." But really, going back to the Stone Age for chimps and monkeys is actually a step forward because very few chimps and uh, primates, uh, a- any of them, use some sort of tool to survive. Uh, we saw the picture. I remember the picture of the the one. Um, I don't know if it was an ape or a monkey or chimpanzee, whatever, was using a twig to stick down in the ground and the ants would come up on the twig and then he would eat the ants. You know what? That's just a lazy monkey. That's just a fat guy monkey that's sitting there going, you know, (laughs) I do not want to bend down and put my hand in that anthill and get ants. And then they, some of them bite me and, you know, they crawl. I miss a couple. I got to let the wife pick it off my back. So she's off playing with the kids. Nobody's here. I'm hanging out in the shade. If I lean down, it gets in the sun. 
I got a stick. I'm going to stick this stick down there and let the ants crawl on it, pick it up, eat the ants. I don't have to move. That is just a fat guy ape. Okay? I'm just telling you. That's what it is. And I particularly appreciated the uh, line. I got to find it now where they were talking about the how the apes use stones to cut things. And uh, they were talking about the uh, idea of them using the stones. And the, the line was from a scientist for sure because it talked about finding rocks that had uh, marks on them. And the scientist, oh, I can't find it. Gosh darn it. Or was it because it was a, such a perfect scientist line that uh, makes them, this is where they think they're so much smarter than you. It drives me insane. They're talking about uh, finding, going out and looking uh, for ways that the, uh, you create some tools, which is recognized as difficult. That's not it. Monkeys read. It's reading real fast for you. I hope you appreciate it. Uh, he was a lot of years and having a press. Doing stone tools, flaking off small pieces, learning chips beyond the limits of technology. Very different size. The study means primates could use stone tools, could tell us about the nature of their human behavior. Thank you. Focus on techniques. Uh, both species of monkey have apparently passed the tradition down to generations. There's some uh, monkeys that are still using this. Uh, every time someone has gone and looked at the wild grizzly beard, these species may be apparently passed the tradition down. We already went there. Some of them primates. Uh, this team is applying some sorts of techniques uh, conducted as part of the primate research. Recovered stone tools, activities of stone tools. Uh, every time someone, all oh right, every every time someone has gone to look at wild groups of bearded cats in the natural habitat, the final total use of the species may have one of the humans in a vehicle stone. In contrast, no, that's not it. That's not it. Uh, this, in other words, Tony's primates. Ah, I gotta find it. They were they were talking about to the trained eye. When you go out and you find a stone that has a mark on it, you just think it's a stone with a mark. You know why? Because you're stupid. But to the trained eye, the scientific eye, we know. Why can't I find that stupid line? It was definitely that's what they're saying. They're just calling you stupid, is what they're doing. They're just ticks me off with this. We're so much smarter than you. To the untrained eye, we are smarter than you. We know. Look at that rock with a mark on it. We know that was a tool that a primate used. You, you stupid human, would just think that it was a rock. <laughs> that just drives me insane that they think they're so much smarter. than Anyway, anyway. I'll stop. I'm stop. I'm sorry. I apologize. But it was a fascinating article. I'll tweet it out. Uh, it's a uh, it's entitled "Chimps Living in the Stone Age." And uh, what brought this all on was the talking orangutan, the conversationalist orangutan. Uh, hello, that's Rocky saying hi. Uh, Rocky can also say bye. Uh-huh. And so, you know, you can have a conversation with Rocky. And so it's conversational and it's an amazing thing. It's just orangutan is speaking and conversational. And uh, so, hi, Rocky. Uh. And, uh, you know, so it's wonderful. And boy, I've got to go now, Rocky. Bye. Uh. I mean, that's a conversation right there. 
35 years after he tried to kill a president, John Hinckley Jr. has won his freedom. A federal judge in Washington, D.C., earlier this week, granted a request for Hinckley to leave the mental hospital where he's resided for decades to go live full-time with his mommy. The release could happen as early as next week. Under the terms of the order, Hinckley is not allowed to contact his victims, their relatives, or actress Jodie Foster, with whom you remember he was uh, obsessed with. Uh, He'll also uh, not be permitted to knowingly travel to areas where the current president or members of Congress are present. The judge said Hinckley could be allowed to live on his own or in a group home after one year. Not special. Mr. Hinckley shall abide by all laws, shall not consume alcohol, illegal drugs, shall not possess any firearm, weapon, or ammunition, and shall not be arrested for cause. Hinckley's longtime lawyer, uh, Barry William Levine, Levine, argued to the court last year that his client is entitled to live under the least restrictive conditions in keeping with public safety. Hinckley is profoundly sad and sorry for the pain he caused his victims, their families, and the nation. The voluminous court record demonstrates Hinckley is not a threat to anyone. John Hinckley, now 61, suffering from arthritis, high blood pressure, and various other physical ailments like many men his age. Well, many men his age uh, in 1981, outside of the Washington Hilton Hotel, did not aim a gun and fire six shots at the President of the United States of America. The president spent nearly two weeks in the hospital. Press secretary shot in the head. You remember James Brady, the Brady Law? You remember the president, Ronald Reagan? Brady spent the next 28 years in a wheelchair. Now, Hinckley was found not guilty by reason of insanity. (laughs) President Reagan's daughter, Patty Davis, in an interview, said the verdict of not guilty by reason of insanity was a bad verdict. She said attempting to kill the president is a special kind of crime. We hold that crime in a different category than we do other attempted murders. In a prepared statement, the Ronald Reagan Presidential Foundation and Institute, contrary to the judge's decision, we believe John Hinckley is still a threat to others and we strongly oppose this release. Now, Hinckley already spends 17 days a month with his mother in uh, this resort community of Williamsburg, Virginia. And uh, one of his neighbors, Joe Mann, isn't really happy about that either. Uh, He's not, uh, eh. He says, uh, be a grave mistake to try to force fit him into the community. 
Uh, what I think is uh, Hinckley may be okay as long as he's on his drugs. When he goes off and misses a dose or two and decides he doesn't need the stuff, <laughs> I think I may agree with neighbor Joe Mann. Hinckley's brother and sister told the court they know their mom is getting old and they promised the judge they'd step in to help if needed. In his order, the judge said if Hinckley's relatives are unable to travel to Williamsburg or remain in Williamsburg with Mr. Hinckley, Mr. Hinckley shall be returned to inpatient status at the hospital. I would say, Mr. Hinckley, you, I, I disagree with the whole 17 days a month thing. I disagree with the I, almost all. I guess I could disagree with all of it. Uh, I do agree. With Patty Davis, uh, the daughter of Ronald Reagan, former president of the United States of America, that shooting the president of the United States uh, is a different kind of crime. Whether you're trying to impress an orangutan or Jody Foster. This is The Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. The Jeff Fisher Show is on. Welcome to it. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. You can follow me on Twitter at JeffyMRA or Facebook, uh, Jeff Fisher Radio, Instagram at JeffyMRA as well. Uh, always a lot of fun to uh, to talk a little bit uh, on uh, social media to you. And uh, we have a lot of fun uh, live tweeting uh, some uh, some events, and during the uh, last couple of weeks during the convention, we had a lot of fun uh, off and on with some different events. One of my favorite nights actually was the last night uh, with Hillary. Um, it was – I know that I tore up the pages, but I just – we'll just uh, – let me tape this last page back on to the convention chat. Um, uh, look beautiful. Uh, they, ha- I mean, come, come on. The last night of the convention, you have Katy Perry – coming out and talking and performing. And then you have a video with Morgan Freeman voicing. And then you have Hillary. And then you have the montage with uh, Katy Perry song. And then the new song written specifically for you. And the huge balloon drop. And everybody out there. And you've got uh, the Mr. Vice President uh, nominee running around like a little two-year-old punching balloons and kicking balloons, and they're all, oh, it's balloons, and Bill Clinton is kicking balloons, and little kids, I mean, come on now. I got it. Uh, Settle down. Settle down. Uh, It's just balloons, okay? (laughs) I mean, calm down. And uh, Mr. Vice President was uh, actually agonizing. You go back and look at that video, you know, when, when you can do that for yourself. When you can say to yourself, hey, you know, I probably should go back and take a look at that last segment of Hillary's speech. You don't have to listen to the speech because that was bad enough as it is. Personally, I would have been – she would have been better off 
and it would have brought more news and more excitement if she would have stopped when she said, I accept the nomination. She was about 20 minutes in, 20, 25 minutes in, stopped right then. I accept your nomination to run for president of the United States. Good night and God bless. And drop the balloons and let's hear the video montage and the music and let's dance and let's get out of here. Instead, she went on for another 30 or 40 minutes. Agonizing. And the speech before mom was Chelsea. Agonizing. Chelsea, you know, I like Chelsea. She's all right. I got no, I got nothing against Chelsea. She's okay. She was raised by the, you know, Bill and Hillary. I got it. But she shouldn't have taken this annex before the speech. She should have just let the butterflies go and mom should have told her, don't take the Xanax, go have some energy. But she decided I'm taking the Xanax anyway. And that was a huge mistake. Huge mistake. Because she was, and my mom is great. And people ask me all the time, how does she do it? And I say, because she cares so much. That's my mom. She cares, gives, means so much. Just people just don't know my mom. And I just want to, I just want to introduce my mom, Hillary Clinton. The Jeff Fisher Show, the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome to it. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. Joined by uh, joined by my uh, my orangutan co-host this morning. Yeah, I was just going to tell you to say hello. Now you jumped the gun. You're just speaking on your own now. That's the kind of conversation we're having with uh, Rocky the orangutan today. Uh, say hello. Say hello. Rocky. We may, it might be a new podcast on the blaze. You never know. Uh, Rocky, the orangutan. Uh, (laughs) I want to do that now. I want to have Rocky's own podcast on the blaze radio network. Rocky, the orangutan. I'm not laughing at you, Rocky. Don't get mad now. Don't get mad and say bye. Just say hello to the people. <clears throat> no, and I, don't say goodbye. All right. 
talk to you in a while then. Bye. Whatever. Whatever. Very sad. So Chuck in Florida uh, joining us with uh, some uh, Florida news that uh, some of you may have missed uh, in the last week or so that is very interesting because uh, Florida is one of the leading states for, mm, shall we say, eccentric, weird, crazy. Yeah, we'll just use those words. Chuck, how How are you, sir? Bat poop insane. Does that work? (laughs) Bat poop insane, it absolutely works. So oh, Chuck, by the way, infl- like, go ahead. I'd like to say hi to Rocky before we get started. Uh, there you go. No as, as a matter of fact, I was hoping maybe I could apply for his job. <laughs> oh, Rocky, you don't, you're going to make Rocky mad. Just say hi. Don't say bye, Rocky. Don't get mad. Uh, there you go. I won't give Chuck your job. No, you cannot have okay, Jet Rocky's I, co-host job. Uh, what do you think? Did I do okay? <laughs> Sorry. Oh, that was you? Yeah. <laughs> well, when Rocky gets sick, maybe you can't fill in. <laughs> well, that'd be great. You know, if he ever takes a vacation, just let me know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's very funny. It's time to say bye now. <laughs> Hello, Rocky. Stop it. Yes. Oh, so, Chuck- Jeffy, it's been a weird week in Florida, as usual. <laughs> I don't know how else to put it, you know? Uh, some of my favorite from this work uh, this week in in, in Florida uh, is South Florida Miami Dade. Fifty uh, two year old Eddie Juan was arrested arrested on Tuesday and charged with violation of a sexual offender registration, fleeing and eluding, reckless driving, and my, might I add, on a scooter. Uh, he apparently is known now as the FSU uh, foot sniffer. This guy had been spotted on the university sniffing feet under the table, and uh, they had posted pictures around the campus. Somebody called the police, and sure enough, the uh, chase ensued on his scooter. So let Apparently, me get this straight. Let me get this straight for a second. He was underneath the tables sniffing feet in the library. Yes, you know how when you go to the library, especially women, they kind of kick their shoes off while they're reading, and. He's hiding out under the big tables in the library. I guess that's do, his thing. Yeah. Do we know that he was specifically targeting female feet? From what the story said, there had only been complaints from females. Now, not to say that he didn't, you know, maybe get a couple of uh, well, well, uh, foot-sized uh, sneakers in there from male athletes. I'm, I'm not the guy. I don't know, but uh, I didn't have any picture evidence. Let's put it that way. <laughs> okay, this, thank you. <laughs> Weirder and weirder in this state. I'm not kidding you. If it wasn't bad enough that the high uh, uh, the high speed chase was on a scooter, they they finally got him when he crashed. So apparently, you know, 45 miles an hour is is, is considered high speed in South Florida in Miami Dade, and uh, running it off the road it doesn't do real well on on the sandy beaches or the, or the gravel on the side of the road. So no. Uh, no, it does yeah. not. It, it is a scooter, after all, not not a hover round. You know, this guy was only fifty-two. I, I'm not saying anything there, but uh, it, it could have been worse, I suppose. No, nobody was really badly injured in the crash. But well, thank God for that. <laughs> no, no, I think the funniest part of this story is actually trying to watch the video from CBS News. The video shows <laughs> you're going to love this. Breaking news, 
high-speed chase. It's like the OJ trials, you know, or the, the OJ chase. They're actually cutting away from the regular news to show the guy on the scooter. And, yes, they've confirmed that they've caught the South Florida foot sniffer, and he's on That's the side great. of the road with handcuffs. And these two older gentlemen are making out like this is, this is a real deal. You know, this is, this is a serious story. You know you've got a slow news day when the foot sniffer gets a break-in. I'm just saying. There's no doubt about that. Or you don't like the show that's on. Well, you know, it it was politics week. What can you do? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. We've got an interview with the congressman. No, we'll break away for the foot sniffer. Yeah, please. <laughs> so, yeah, another story that, that kind of amused me was the uh, Pokemon Go uh, uh, teenagers. And the, the uh, there's been several incidents in Florida, as you can imagine. Uh, one of my favorites was in Tampa. They actually tased a guy like three times because he wouldn't leave the park after being asked to, to disperse with the Pokemon playing. Uh, apparently it was after dark and they were bothering the neighbors. I, I, I still don't get that. These kids are walking around like zombies with their cell phones. How the hell are they bothering the neighbors? But, you know, it, this is the state of get off my lawn. So, right. Um, there, there's a great uh, compilation of stories uh, that, the, uh, that they put out there for you know, not, not only Pokemon, but uh, uh, if you're in, in Florida and you want to act more like a, a wacky resident, here are things that you can do. Like if you're playing Pokemon Go and your car is parked on the street outside of the old man's house at 1.30 in the morning, uh, you know you're up to no good, but how do you respond if you're, the, if you're the old man? Do you go out and call 911 and congratulate yourself on being responsible? Or B, dress up like Rambo and hide in the bushes? Or C, wave your gun around and fire three shots at the panicked teens drive away. They're I, I go. I vote three. <laughs> of course you would. <laughs> I vote three. I mean, it is one thirty in the morning. You don't know what the hell they're up to. They're roaming around outside on their cell phones. Their face are lit up and green like zombies. You know. <laughs> so what's gonna? Do? All right. Here's That's another. Really one. sad. Yep have been accused of robbing a bank and are being questioned by the police at police headquarters. You ask to use the bathroom, and then you, A, collect your thoughts and assess your opinions, B, look for a window or vent to escape through, or C, cover yourself in feces and then attack the cops. Oh, my God. Yeah, you got, I yeah. Go, I, again, I go with, with, with C. <laughs> again, I go with C. They're not going to want to fight back, right? Are, there, are we? Is this? Is this every one of these? A, 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 do I have to choose C? I don't want to give it away, but here's another one. <laughs> You've avoided jail after you were caught driving without a license and committing battery on a cop. What's the best strategy on meeting your probation officer? A. You borrow a shirt and tie from a buddy. B. Skip the meeting and brag about being on the lam. Or C. Show up with a loaded gun while driving a stolen car. Again, I go with C. You go with C. Well, this is your history. I'm just saying, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would even guess one or two of these might be from your own record, but I, I wouldn't want to make assumptions. So. Shh. <laughs> All right. As a legislator in Florida, you oppose adopting the National Common Core standards because you believe that a state and local tests are better um, a, a better measure of progress. B. The federal government can't be trusted. Or C, common core tests are a ruse to make kids, quote, as homosexual as they possibly can. 
I didn't know Common Core's goals had that. I I, I don't never actually thought. didn't wasn't aware of that either. Well, that's all right. Most of the uh, counties in Florida have already removed Common Core, so they're they're pulling back to the standards and going with the state. So, yeah, uh, one of my all-time favorites on this is the preparation for a 110-mile-per-hour chase that includes throwing beer cans at the cops, having a stash of weed hidden in your Jeep, and punching a police dog involved oh. calling your attorney and having his phone number handy, B, having a bail bondsman on speed dial, or C, stashing a handcuff in your rectum, handcuff key in your rectum. <laughs> <laughs> These are things uh, you prepare to do as you leave the house for a 110-mile-an-hour chase. That's sad. <laughs> sad is what that is. Yeah. Well, you know, what are you going to do? Um, so I, I want to know about the uh, Florida man arrested for tossing a gator uh, you know, into a Wendy's. This, these are getting stranger and stranger. This guy was actually arrested, and uh, he was charged with capturing, killing, or maiming Florida wildlife. Instead of, oh, oh, I'm sorry, and also, here it is, assault with a deadly weapon. You're sticking up the Wendy's with a gator. I I guess he threw it through the through window. (laughs) So, I mean, but he he was robbing the place? He wasn't just mad? I don't think the story very, it didn't make it very clear. Uh, They just said they arrested him for assault with a gator. You know, it, it is something that you can get arrested for in Florida. Personally, I've not been arrested for assault with a gator. No, I mean, I've been, I've been arrested. Well, no, I don't like to talk about that. But, I mean, I have, you know, <laughs> hung out with gators before. But the uh, I've never thrown it through a drive through window. It's, it would be something new to see. I wish I would have been there. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm concerned about the... Uh... The, the mental stability of, of, of Florida's criminals, because that's not the only assault with a gator story this week in the news. Uh, I, I've misplaced the other one here. I thought I had a link to it, but it will be up on um, chuckinflorida.com at, after the show. I just don't have the, uh, the, the current story. I, I, I try to verify these, believe it or not, because some of them have been faked. Um, like there was one last week, apparently a woman was arrested for um, throttling her husband for, uh, shall we say, um, uh, emitting gaseous omissions under the bed covers at night. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I think it's commonly referred to a uh, Dutch oven, you know, something to that effect. Is it? And, uh, yeah. <laughs> Is it? <laughs> Is it? Really? <laughs> so, yeah, uh, that was not true. Um the other one that I, I had to research because it was just too humorous not to uh, find the truth was um, a man and a woman were both arrested after uh, a fire in their house. Uh, I guess they uncovered some meth or drugs or something relating to the man was lighting his <clears throat> gaseous emissions on fire and and little fireballs it, it kind of burned up their dope. I, I don't know what to uh, yeah, that proves that meth will make you stupid. Right. Well, meth is, yeah, that is the poor man's uh, drug of, of choice of insanity. So ChuckInFlorida.com. ChuckInFlorida.com. Chuck, thank you. I appreciate Always you keeping us up to date. And Chuck, I've got to find, thanks, Chuck. I appreciate it. Uh, i got to find somebody in Texas, too, because every time I turn around, I'm seeing a bunch of weird stories in Texas, too. So I may just start my own, uh, my own on-air uh, 
around the country reports and give everybody a you know like the weirdest report of the week from your state. Actually, I kind of like that. Uh, you can uh, email me, Jeffy, at glenbeck.com, J-E-F-F-Y at glenbeck.com, if you want to participate in the weird story from your state each week, uh, like chuckinflorida.com. All right, we're going we're gonna to go to a break, uh, Rocky, so tell everybody bye. <clears throat> You're listening to The Jeff Fisher Show, the Blaze Radio Network. This is the Jeff Fisher Show. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. Next weekend, August 5th, 6th, and 7th, you heard me, next weekend is August. Monday is August 1st. I know. Don't look at me like that. I know. August 5th, 6th, and 7th, right here in Las Colinas, Texas, in the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex. We're having Liars or Liberty, presented by Mercury Museum, right here in our Las Casalinas Mercury Studios. Now, they're already busy setting up uh, the cases and the world that we're going to have for you. Uh, $50 million worth of American history right here in Las Casalinas, the good and the bad, the whole truth. Uh, Last time was unbelievable some of the history my wife has been here for the last week and a half photographing all the items that uh, we're going to have um on show and uh so many things are i you know every night she's going through the pictures this is so cool this is so cool and she also the uh won't will not touch the um the uh hitler's homeland security chair with the leather straps and where they uh, interviewed people. Eh, maybe some people called it interrogated. Eh. Uh, she uh, <laughs> she said she had turned around to uh, move the chair and pick it up and put it into uh, where she was going to take a picture of it. And she felt the evil of the chair and didn't want to touch it ever again. That's just an example of what we have. So you, too, will be able to feel the evil. Is that a good sale for Liars or Liberty? I don't know. Eh. Go to liarsorlibertys.com. We'll see you here next weekend uh, here in Las Colinas. This is the Jeff Fisher Show, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Success. Begin Life Force Reboot Program now. Stand clear. Life signs stable. It's alive. Set it loose. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network.
Uh-huh. Welcome to it. Thank you. Thank you, Rocky. Nice to have you on board. Welcome to it. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. You know, um, back in April of 2014, April of 2014, Flint became newsworthy all over again. And not for good. Uh, the drinking water became contaminated, uh, which is a an amazing story because it's uh, amazing because it's absolutely agonizing. Under the control of a state appointed emergency manager, uh, Flint switched from treated water supplied from Detroit to the raw water from the Flint River, which was treated at the Flint Water Treatment Plant. Now they have acknowledged uh, a mistake which was failing to require corrosion control chemicals to be added to the water. And as a result, lead leached from pipes and joints and fixtures into Flint households. And, you know, harmful lead levels uh, spiked. And they definitely spiked in Flint's children. Um, A civil lawsuit filed in Flint uh, in Genesee County Circuit Court accuses engineering firm Lockwood, Andrews & Newman, an environmental consultant, uh, Viola North America, plus related companies, of causing the Flint water crisis to occur and continue to worsen. Both companies have obviously denied any wrongdoing and vowed to uh, fight this lawsuit. There's still plenty of – there have been other people charged. Uh, in this case, uh, six state employees have been criminally charged uh, in a district court in connection with the Flint water crisis. And uh, the attorney general, uh, Bill Shewitt, uh, had a press conference uh, the other day. And this guy, uh, I don't know what he's like. Uh, you know, It's been ages since I've lived in Michigan. Um, I lived not far from Flint, and I was raised in, a, you know, Saginaw. And, in fact, I was raised uh, as out on a farm closer to uh, uh, Flint than Saginaw, really, I guess, uh, or maybe right in the middle, uh, Tuscola County, uh, for, you know, years and still have relatives and was, you know, out there forever in that neck of the woods. So I'm very familiar with this area and I don't know what this guy does. I don't know, you know, has he screwed things up before, but his press conference uh, the other day, uh, Attorney General Bill Shewitt gave uh, when he was talking about new charges and what was happening, uh, what has happened in the past uh, in Flint in the past couple of years. And they're saying, you know, obviously now the, you know, the water could cost, could triple, um, you know, could reach million, five, six million, probably more than that. I mean, any today, uh, anything under 10 million seems cheap to me. Um, the six state employees are charged, uh, criminally charged. Um, the investigator changed reports. And uh, with this press conference, the attorney general uh, – charged Michigan Department of Health and Human Services, and he charged uh, the Michigan Environmental Quality employees. Uh, It's amazing uh, that this is still going on, but his press conference uh, was tremendous. And I could play, you know, the whole thing is, you know, 20, 30 minutes because they took questions and answers, but his opening remarks, uh, the first minute and a half, were worth the price of admission. Here's Attorney General Bill Shewitt. 
My name is Bill Schutte, and with me today is oh, Todd Flood, I apologize. Andy Bill's Arena, pissed at me. David Layton, a lawsuit against part me. of our Flint team dedicated to providing justice for the families of Flint. You'll hear from each of them in just a moment. Many things went tragically wrong in Flint. Some people failed to act. Others minimized harm done and arrogantly chose to ignore data. Some intentionally altered figures and covered up and covered up significant health risks. Two companies, two companies committed fraud and were negligent and made a bad situation worse. The result, the result was water was poisoned and children have been ex exposed to extremely high levels of lead, which may impede their growth and development for the rest of their lives. Now, some may wish and some may worry that the story of Flint will be slowly absorbed by world events, the 24-hour news cycle, and the short attention span of you know, tweets and posts. Nope, not on our watch. That will not happen. Think about it. Great news for the people of Flint. At least they, they have someone uh, on their side for this uh, horrific act. And this is exactly the kind of thing that uh, you know usually goes away. And uh, the Attorney General, Bill Schuette, uh making sure that you know. And I hope that's true. I hope it's true. And it appears to be uh, as within the last couple of years as he has continued to bring down the people who uh, failed the people of Flint and Good for him. Good for him. Uh, speaking of rain, um, did you know that even in the hottest regions of the world, moisture remains in the skies? Now, before it rains, the moisture particles in the air condense and cool on smaller particles like dust, which is how clouds are formed. Once enough, the particles have come together and the clouds get heavier, it begins to rain. However, the experts are hoping to speed up this process from the ground by plowing chemicals into the clouds that will lower the temperature of the clouds, which will ultimately give more material for the moisture to build on. This will speed the process up and make it rain. Now, this is not even funny, uh, really, because, I mean, it's really happening Did you know 52 countries, including the U.S., want to play God? Weather modification techniques are allowing authorities to clear the skies or make it rain. 52 countries. Weather modification techniques to either clear the skies or make it rain. Now, I would hope that in our new one world order that's coming, that these 52 countries are working together. Because maybe one is trying to make it rain, one is trying to clear, one is trying to make it rain, one is trying to clear, and the whole thing goes to hell. What? Yes, that's what's going to happen. 
In fact, when you try to play God, a lot of times you end up going right to hell. I don't know if you know that or not. So we're just going to put chemicals in the sky. And we're going to put chemicals in the sky to clear it or make it rain. Yay. Yay. I can't wait. I can't wait. Just messing with the weather. It's wonderful. Ah, yeah, why not? It's, it can't hurt, right? Because we're getting hotter temperatures all over the world. And I'm not talking about climate change or global warming. I'm talking about just what's happening. I mean, they're recording uh, 129 degrees in Saudi Arabia. And we're just trying to make it rain. We're using our own weather modification devices. Yay. And here in Texas, eh, it's only been 100 every day. Jeff, that's not true. There were some days when it was only feels like over 100 those days were not over 100. They were 97 or 98 degrees. That's right. I'm sorry. I apologize. And it's been, the last couple of days have been beautiful out because it's been like 70 something in the mornings. Because therefore, you know, when, the, when it cranks out to be over 100 every day, the morning coolness is only about, you know, 85 and while I normally don't complain too much about that because it's hot and I got it, and we've created this wonderful thing called air conditioning that eases the pain of heat for humans and other animals that we like. I didn't mean to leave you out, Rocky. Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. I know. I know. And uh, However... It has become quite a little bit of an issue with me, the heatness. The heatness, you can quote me on that, the issue of heatness. Uh, Because the automobile that I normally drive every day has been without air conditioning now for, I don't know, a week and a half, two weeks. And when has it been the hottest here in Texas? Oh, I know, a week and a half, two weeks. Uh, Funny that the air conditioning went out at peak time. Now this car that I'm driving, this uh, it's a you know it's a 1960 Volkswagen Bug, and I kept it because it's paid off, and I drive it around, and I you know I keep it, and it's got dents in it, and I, you know people make fun of it, but I say hey, don't worry about it, it's paid off, and I don't have to worry about it, and whatever repairs I have to pay for during the year make up for not having to make monthly payments on a you know on a new car. Well. Now it appears that things are starting to add up uh, repair-wise on on the old VW bug because I'm reaching a point where now the air conditioner say, oh, we can fix that for you, no problem. It'll be $18,000. I could could pay for a new car uh, a little bit cheaper than uh, getting a new air conditioner. Oh, no, we'll fix it right up for you. You'll be good to go. Uh Uh-huh. And the last uh, two repairs that you did for me for, uh, I told you, man, you go by... I believe, I believe, I, I could be wrong, but I believe that the place that I take my car, when I drive by their their establishments anywhere in the Metroplex, it automatically deducts five hundred dollars from my bank account. It just I, when I drive by, they just they 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 have their they have their little 
<laughs> they have their little dish out front of their store, and when I drive by, it goes, boop. That's Jeff. Deduct $500 from his account immediately. Because that's what it seems like. So now I'm going to have to be in the hunt for a new car because I can't do it. I'm not doing it. I'm not I'm not spending any more money on this car. I've had enough of the VW bug. It's time for a new car. And I really, I, I don't know. I mean, can't we have a, I was hoping to hold out till I had my driverless car. And then I could, you know, just have it drive me around. I guess I could Uber it every day. I wonder how much that, I could, maybe I'd do the math on that. I have the Uber guy out front every morning and just Uber me back and forth. And I really is like my, I just have my driver every day. Ha! I got to do the math on that. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Jeff Fisher Show returns on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome to it. 888-900-3390. What the heck is the phone number here? 1-888-900-3393. That's the phone number. If you want to use it. So uh, I see someone has uh, <laughs> set up a Twitter account for uh, Rocky the Orangutan. Uh, so say hi, Rocky. Uh-huh. And uh, it's at Orangutan underscore Rocky. Uh, however, uh, let me just say that who has ever done this, uh, I'd like to have the picture be actually Rocky. I know that I, this is not a verified account. Uh, but the picture is of uh, Dr. Dingleberry or whatever his name is from uh, Planet of the Apes. And uh, that's not Rocky. Okay? Uh, it's a little embarrassing, and Rocky's a little pissed. It might have to say bye <clears throat> to you. Okay? So fix it. Uh, very funny. Uh, Rocky the orangutan, uh, at orangutan underscore Rocky. Um you can follow or not follow. I'm sure Rocky will at least say hi. Uh, or, uh, you know, maybe at night when he goes to bed, he may say bye. Uh, and have a you know conversation with you. You never know. So July is, uh, I don't know if you know this or not, but it's a month of celebration. And I know you're thinking, uh, but it's uh, we know it's a month of celebration. It's not really a month. It's July 4th. It's Independence Day. Uh, no. Uh, July is National Hot Dog Month. Okay? National Hot Dog Month. <laughs> now, there are there is a day in there that, be, that is the actual National Hot Dog Day. But the entire month of July is National Hot Dog Month. All right? Just so you know. And I want you to know that I'm very disappointed because this is probably one of the few years that I have not celebrated National Hot Dog Month with a Kogel hot dog from Michigan. So, very disappointing. 
I may have to go online and order some and have it shipped. But I will say there's been some sad news during National Hot Dog Month that is a little a little disheartening. Uh, about 10 days ago, uh, 372,000 pounds of hot dogs and corn dogs are being recalled. I know. Sad, sad news. Okay? Listeria contamination. The recalled items include Bar S bun length and classic franks made with chicken and pork, Bar S classic corn dogs and signature pick five corn dogs. They were made between July 10th and the 13th. Listeria. I mean, that's one of the things I think that we shut the bluebell down with. Uh, affects older adults, pregnant women, newborns, adults. With the, uh, it affects people with weakened immune systems. So be aware of that recall if you haven't been made aware of it. Now you have been. Uh, and also use uh, maybe maybe perhaps, um, you know, Bar S is not that bad of a hot dog. It's not Kogel's. Uh, but maybe maybe you go with Ballpark. Or maybe you don't need you know don't don't start with me with your little with your little your little hot dog chicken and pork thing, and we don't know what's in hot dogs. Okay, so <laughs> it's National Hot Dog Month. Okay, that's all you need to know. Mark, you're on the radio with Jeff Fisher on the Jeff Fisher Show. How are you? Hey, Jeffy, you got to get that VW uh, uh, repaired. You're, you're just across the border of Mexico. You can get all the parts you need from down there. And you get yourself a good mechanic, just put it back, have it all totally rebuilt. And then you can ride around in a flowery shirt with a flower in your hair and a Grateful Dead sticker on the back bumper while eating a Kogel hot dog with mustard relish and sauerkraut. Mark, I will give it serious consideration. Thank you very much. Plus, you know, it's the only thing that's going to survive an EMP. You just it, the battery's rebuildable. You take it out, you rebuild the battery after the EMP, slide her back in. You'll be the only one riding up and down the road with an AM radio. There's nothing I want to do more than rebuild the battery. I mean, I, there is nothing, nothing I want to do more than rebuild the battery. I mean, poof. Me and cars, we're just like, just like bread and butter, hot dogs, and ketchup, mustard. That's me and cars. I mean, I just want to rebuild the battery. Whoa. Yeah. This is the Jeff Fisher Show. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Uh, Hello, 888-900-3393 is the phone number. Welcome to the broadcast. Thanks for uh, coming along for the ride today. (sighs) I'm joined by co-host Rocky the Orangutan today. Say hi, Rocky. 
<laughs> Gary in Arizona, you're on the broadcast. How are you, sir? Doing well. How are you? Thank you. Oh, so good. Very good. I uh, wanted to make two points. Uh, one is about uh, how the Democrats are using colleges to uh, put their monies towards uh, the campaigns, and it's been growing since 2008 that I started at. Out of the 20 donors, top donors, four of them were uh, universities. The number one out of the list was University of California, and that was the, uh, also the number one in 2012 where the numbers doubled to seven. And uh, I'm wondering why behind the scenes the reason they want to make college free is that uh, that is their way of getting funding from top donors being colleges, of all things, especially state colleges. And so uh, I truly believe becoming they're, they're becoming political machines for the party, campaign financiers. And I uh, wanted to see what your uh, take was on that. One other thing was that uh, this year none of the colleges put their money towards Hillary. They all went to Bernie Sanders. Uh, four of them. Uh, and I was wondering what your take was that. Then I have a comment about Chelsea. Okay. Uh, well, let's just talk a little bit about uh, colleges. I'm sure that you know we found another way to get around uh, some of the campaign finance rules that are a joke anyway. Uh, you know, they, everyone should be able to uh, donate personally, I think. Uh, everyone should be able to donate whatever the hell they want to whoever they want. Um, of course... With, uh, you know, you're going to get anyone who donates expects that they're giving money to someone who represents them, right? And so, obviously, I mean, you, Bernie Sanders represents the colleges. They He wants to give away free college. Yes, he wants to give away free college. But the colleges ain't doing it for free. The colleges are getting their money from somewhere. I wonder where the colleges are getting their money from. I wonder where they're getting their money from. Oh, I know. Uh, us. So, heck yeah, they're doing it for their benefit. That's <laughs> agonizing. And what do you think that the colleges are going to autom- – I mean, when you hear the government keep saying uh, college uh, tuition is through the roof and uh, you know, it keeps getting higher and higher, you know, I wonder why it keeps getting higher and higher. Oh, I, I wonder how come it kept getting higher and higher when the government continued took over uh, college loans. Huh. Let's see. The government took over college loans, so those loans would be guaranteed from the government. And so then the rates of colleges went up when the government guaranteed those loans. But the government is guaranteeing those loans with our money. I mean, it's all, it's a it's a farce. You know that, Gary. It's yes. A, it's a big push. And the other thing was Chelsea. Um, and to, to see her up there, uh, the reason, if I'm correct, if you remember, that they wheeled her out in the early days <laughs> was she was such a cute – Little girl, the daughter and, of a, and, and as she spoke, she was trying to build back those past memories, and she sounded just like that little girl so long ago. And we're not sharp anymore. It, it don't work. I mean, lady, you're thirty something years old. Grow up, and you know that didn't work. The charm is gone. You're a grown lady. What's wrong with? You? And and actually, that, that's a great point, Gary. Thanks for calling. I appreciate it. It's a great point. And you're right. It didn't work. And they should have gone the other direction, which would – she is a 30-year-old woman with a child. And uh, instead of uh, you know laying down the law and making it uh, – making her a little bit closer to her mother, 
uh, as a strong woman rather than the my mom, 30-year-old woman. Uh, that's a great point. Um, you know, look, th- we're doomed anyway. You know that. I mean, Chelsea and uh, Ivanka are friends. Their husbands are friends. I mean, you know, it's the same. <sighs> I, I, I start taking these calls and it gets me depressed because we're doomed. You know we're doomed. Listen, um, Rocky, say hi. Uh. Josh in California, you're on the air. How are you, sir? Good. How you doing? Oh, oh. Mm. You just asking, or you really care? Oh no, I care. I'm wondering how you and Rocky are doing. <laughs> Rocky's fine. Say hello, Rocky. Uh. There you go. Josh, what's up? So you were talking about the Flint, uh, you know, the Flint, Michigan water contamination, yeah. and. Uh, you know, the Democrats, and not to get all, you know, because I know we hear about politics all the time, but I think it's kind of ironic because the Democrats are saying how the Republicans are trying to poison the air, the food, the water, you know, that whole uh, yes. that they have going on. Yes. And they absolutely have that rhetoric going on, John. Uh, say goodbye, Rocky. Rocky. We don't want to say goodbye to Josh. <clears throat> Thank you. Okay, we lost you, Josh. Thank you for calling. I understand the direction you were going, and you're right. How hungry are you? Are you really hungry? Now, you know the United Nations, for years now, has really been trying to push the underlying uh, insects are good conversation uh, and that to fix some of the human food crisis uh, that the UN is so quick to say exists um, that we need to fill that void with insects and it's not gone over that well I mean they keep pushing it well chock full of protein The insect milk may someday be transformed into a food supplement worthy of human consumption. Will it? Scientists have found the Pacific beetle cockroach feeds its bug babies a formula which is remarkably rich in protein, fat, and sugar. And I want to be on record as saying that's where it should stay is with the bug babies of the Pacific beetle cockroach. Okay. I don't know about you. It just doesn't. I mean, I'm I'm not looking forward to my milk, to my cookies with my Pacific beetle cockroach milk. Now, obviously, uh, many people would agree that insect liquid takes the form of protein crystals in the guts of baby cockroaches. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. It's sounding better and better every second. The protein crystals are milk for the cockroach. It's important for its growth and development. Now, scientist uh, Leonard Chavez, one of the scientists behind the research, explained the crystals 
have a whopping three times the energy of an equivalent mass of buffalo milk and about four times the equivalent of cow's milk. You've almost got me there, scientist Leonard Chavez. I'm almost ready to believe you. The cockroach, one of the hardiest creatures on the planet, can live a month without food. Did you know that? And they're always out scavenging. The interest is what it really is made of, said Chavez. Uh, Yeah. Uh, Chavez and his colleagues examined the species, uh, the Pacific beetle cockroach, uh, is able to bring forth live babies that have developed within the mother's body. Uh, It's the only known cockroach that does this. All the other cockroaches lay eggs and they develop outside of the body. And soon after the embryo ingests the liquid protein crystals, start to develop within its midgut. So they extracted these crystals to obviously learn more about them. And they need to get the gene sequencing. Uh, and it was discovered that it is a complete food, according to Chavez. It's what one would need. Protein, essential amino acids, lipids, and sugars explaining that the energy content is so high it helps infants within this unique species grow much bigger than cockroach babies of other species. Though the crystal formation may seem surprising, other crystals, including insulin, uh, they try to sell you now. Hey, you've got crystals in your body that take shape, so this is just more crystals developing in your body if you take the crystal cockroach milk. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Ultimately, however, his team is hoping to reverse bioengineer the cockroach milk so that it doesn't have to be extracted from the embryos, which, you know, takes a little time and energy. Um, So they're trying to, you know, figure out how to do that. But uh, Chavez said he lost the drinking game with his his, uh, colleagues and uh, tasted the cockroach milk. No particular taste. Uh Uh-huh. Now, you kind of though the idea of ice cream, uh, cockroach milk ice cream appeals to me. Uh, you know, I, but I can imagine uh, a flavor, cockroach uh, milk flavor with honey and crispy pieces. Uh huh. Don't forget the fact uh, insects could survive a nuclear disaster. Uh, maybe someday provide the ultimate liquid superfood. Uh huh. Pacific beetle cockroach milk. Man, oh man, oh man, am I thirsty. How about you, Rocky? <clears throat> Wait, that was no. Aren't you supposed to say yes to the cockroach milk? <clears throat> no, say yes. <clears throat> okay, better. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. This is the Jeff Fisher Show. Uh, 
Welcome to it. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. Chris Salcedo uh, standing by, uh, ready to take the helm on the Blaze Radio Network. Uh, don't forget tonight, big news tonight going on. What am I talking about? I should have mentioned this earlier. Uh, not only do we have uh, Rocky the Orangutan is co-hosting the show today. Say hello, Rocky. Uh-huh. We also have tonight uh, being aired, aired uh, live on Fox. Live on Fox. The event dubbed Heaven Sent. Luke Akins will be jumping out of an airplane at 25,000 feet over Simi Valley, California with no parachute. Going to free fall without a parachute for two minutes and attempt to become the first skydiver to land safely in a net. They've got a net about, uh, I don't know, a little bit bigger than half of a football field held up by uh, four cranes. And uh, he's jumping out of an airplane, and he's going to land in this net. Ha! Now, odds are on that he makes this jump, right? The net will be suspended by some 200 feet above the ground, providing enough stretch to soften his landing without leaving room for the daredevil to bounce out. I don't know. I mean, you come fly, you're flying from 25,000 feet. It's a hundred by a hundred foot net, okay. Hundred by a hundred foot net, and two hundred feet above the ground. So he hits that thing from falling twenty five thousand feet. I mean, it goes down, and then he flies back out of that bad boy when it bounces back up. I don't know. I mean, they've, they've, I'm sure they've done the math. Now, Aikens completed his first tandem jump twelve years as 12 years old. He's been jumping for 30 years. He's helped train some of the world's most elite skydivers. He's worked as a stuntman in Iron Man 3 film. Um, he's had 200 practice jumps as a planning and pre- preparing for this particular bit. Um, he's got a wife. He's got a son. His family will be waiting for him on the ground. Um. I plan on uh, being here for a long time. I plan on painting his neck. Uh, that's tonight, uh, eight o'clock on Fox. And I, I know, you know, I don't know what you're doing, but I would right now go set your DVR to record because when he misses that bad boy, you're going to want to have it because they're not. You're not going to replay it. It'll be all clogged out and blocked out, and you'll never see it again. So, and my producer says it'll be on delay so that if he splats, they cut it out. They better not. The only reason we're watching Fox is to see him splat on the ground. Okay, that's it. We'll be happy and cheer for him that he makes the jump when he lands in the net and pops out and gives the wife and the kid a hug. We'll be happy. But the only reason we're watching is to see him splat. Okay? Don't you dare. Don't you dare cut that off. Have a good week. Thanks for coming along for the ride. We appreciate it. If nobody's told you you look good yet today, well, doggone it, you do. You look great. You do. I don't care. I mean, you're not really thinking about wearing that thing all day, are you? Ooh. Ooh. Okay. Say goodbye, Rocky. Uh Have a good week. This is the Jeff Fisher Show.
only on the Blaze Radio Network. Oh.